listeners, and welcome to episode two of Backseat Directors, your number one movie review and recommendation podcast. I am your host, Andre Hutchins, and boy, do we have a special treat for all of you today. For I am joined on the podcast by none other than my wife, Amy Jane Thomas. Hi. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, thank you for being a backseat director with me today. Thank you for inviting me into our living room <laughs> so I can hang out. That's right, we are in our living room right now because I don't have an office and I don't even have a desk to put my computer on. We just moved into a brand new house. How was the move? It was brutal. I have like 30 bruises on my legs and my knuckles are bloodied. <laughs> I can attest to the bruises and I promise I didn't put those there. It was all the furniture. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we're unpacking and just... We're still unpacking, and we just painted. We just painted our our dining room today. Uh, what color was it before? It was uh, maybe like blue, aqua blue, robin egg blue. <laughs> yeah, which matched our lime green kitchen, but we just painted it white, so I think it looks a lot better. Okay, let's get started. Uh, so just to kind of introduce Amy and so all of the listeners can get to know her a little bit better and what kind of backseat director she is, we're going to ask her some guest questions. Let's hear them. Now it's time for some get to know you questions. Okay, Amy, you ready? Okay. Okay, number one. What is your Desert Island movie? Okay. So if I were on a desert island and I was stranded, I'd probably be really depressed. <laughs> and so I'd either want something really funny or like super inspirational because I'd be so depressed. Okay. But I think I'd be way too depressed to be inspired by anything. So I think <laughs> I would just want something funny. And my favorite funny movie is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles <laughs> with Steve Martin and John Candy, right? John mm-hmm. Candy? John Candy. Yes. And I introduced Andre to that movie, and it is so hilarious. <laughs> it is so funny and just stupid, like stupid humor. It's really dumb, but so funny. And I think that it would probably brighten those dreary island days for me. Yeah, it, it is a great movie. And Amy did introduce me to that movie. And uh, we kind of uh, we kind of actually lived out that movie just a few weeks ago, we went to Europe, and it was a literal version of planes, trains, and automobiles for about nine days. It was awesome. <laughs> okay, great. Great answer. Uh, question number two. What is your favorite movie theater snack? Now, I know we actually went over this question before, and you said that I should eliminate popcorn because... Because, because if you're human, <laughs> that is your favorite snack. Like, popcorn is so good. And so popcorn is, like, whenever we go to the movies... We get popcorn every single time, like every single time, but it has to be, we get, I like extra butter and like super salty. I'm always doctoring it up. So we get like, just make it like the most fatty popcorn in the whole world. (laughs) And Andre always asks for extra popcorn and he does it like, I think he's kind of embarrassed or something. I don't know, but I feel like if you know Andre and like the voices he does, like when he kind of like lowers his voice and he like squints his eyes. When I have a little to get bit. serious with someone. No, you're not even serious. It's like you're telling him a secret or something. <laughs> and he asks for extra butter to be layered. But okay, besides popcorn. Well, yeah, because then they just put it on the top, and the yeah. only butter part is the top but you're part like, of popcorn. Hey. Can you like layer it? <laughs> and I say middle. 
And the top. Yeah, but yeah, you use your hands a lot and you like lower your voice and kind of squint your eyes. <laughs> okay, but so when Amy... Okay, so so... Well, when Amy and I go to the movies though, I have to tell everyone this because I learned this trick and we do it almost every time now. So when we go to Megaplex, which... Uh, yeah, shout out. Free free ad for Megaplex, best movie theaters in Utah. Um, they have a butter station. So after like the attendant butters the popcorn for you, we usually go back and even put, put even more butter. And salt. Because if you're going to eat popcorn and like just, you should just go for it. Like eat buttery popcorn because it's the best. So the trick that we do is when you want to get the po- the butter, if you already have like your bucket full of popcorn, you want to get the butter like lower than just the top layer, take a straw. Oh and you put, the, put it on the little nozzle, and then you stuff it down the popcorn, and it We puts, are so but. gross. Okay, wait. I'm eliminating that. Okay, so no okay, popcorn. So no popcorn. So what is okay. your favorite movie theater so snack? So I think, like, the quintessential movie theater snack is licorice. And I am, no, like, Black? I... No, 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 no. I just love, like, any... Well, not any brand. I'm, like, a Twizzlers or a Red Vine. I'm not really, like... I love them both. And I really <laughs> like those, like, really long ropes. Oh, those, yeah. Um, I don't even know who makes those. But I'm always tempted to get one of those licorice ropes at the movie theaters. But then I see that they're, like, crumbly and, like, in pieces in the bags. And they've probably been there for forever. So I never get one. But That's probably, why we usually sneak in our own movie theater snacks. <laughs> probably licorice. Like, just red Twizzlers. Probably red vines or even a little bit more, like movie-esque probably red vines they're so good okay very good not surprising i actually guessed that before i even told you okay question number three what was the first movie that ever made you cry okay so i remember this very specifically because i was really little i was probably five and i remember up to that point yeah really five five or six it was okay so i remember up up to that point, I had seen my mom cry in movies, and I was really confused by it. And I remember looking at her and being like, Mom, are you okay? Like, Because as a kid, you think that like if somebody's crying, they're not okay. And so I remember always seeing her cry, and I kind of hated when my mom cried in movies because like, it made me like worried or like, I, I don't know. But I remember specifically, I cried in The Lion King, and you know the scene that I cried in. <laughs> Dad! <laughs> the worst and I remember crying and I remember I can't remember who I was sitting next to but like I was really embarrassed that I was crying and I remember kind of turning my head and like coughing because like if you don't want to cry you you need a cough so it kind of clears it all out so I kind of remember like coughing and being really embarrassed that I was crying and I was little but it was Lion King that was the movie in theaters well that that was I I think was it's like the number one running Broadway still isn't it I think it is. Probably. Yeah, I know that. But it's, I mean, gosh, that's, yeah, it's a very popular Disney cartoon movie. And yet, plus you had Jonathan Taylor Thomas playing Simba, so. So good. It was so good. So sad. Okay. Sorry, babe. I'm sorry if that was a moment for you. I mean, it was a moment. <laughs> it's okay. I can relive it. Okay. Uh, question four. Do you have a favorite movie director? Now, I know this is kind of a hard question because not a lot of, like, just like your average moviegoer, we're not really familiar with movie directors. Yes. Okay, so I do, but it's not like these directors. I've watched all of their movies and like I know them, you know, front and back and everything about them, like maybe you are with your like movie people. Um, okay, so this is really funny because both of these directors, I 
learned about from my friend Allison. Hey, Allison, shout out. <laughs> um, and I probably, I love Allison so much and she's so cool. But the first one is Wes Anderson. And I think it's because I'm very visual. I love things that look really good. And Wes Anderson films, it's very like, there's a very specific color palette and a pattern um, within the movie. So it's like art within art. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's beautiful. And it's, yeah, I feel like all of his like sets are really pleasing to the eye. And like, I don't know. I And another big plus is that he features Bill Murray a ton in his movies. And I love <laughs> Bill Murray. Um, so probably Wes Anderson. But I also really love Woody Allen. And I know that that's kind of like... I know you don't like Woody Allen because yeah. of his, his life's choices. But I love him. <laughs> like kind of weird. I love him. Like, I have his books. Like, he has this very specific, like... It's a very dry humor that's like... Just very, like, simple, but also he's very, like, witty, and I don't know. Like, if you get his humor, you get it, and he's the best. Yeah. So And he's just weird, and he's, like, fun, and, yeah, his, he's just not super obvious, and I love that. I love Woody Allen. Well, maybe that's uh, – I, I could probably – change this question and do like favorite director, favorite actor too. Yeah. Cause, cause I think a lot of people have favorite actors too. I, at least I know, I mean, Bill Murray, you've stated Bill Murray is your favorite actor for a long time. I love him. <laughs> I love that man. Yeah. But Wes Anderson, you introduced me to Wes Anderson. So along with playing trains and automobiles, I didn't really know who Wes Anderson was. And then we watched the grand Budapest mm-hmm. hotel, which was actually pretty comical. I think I may have liked it more than you. I think it was funny. It was I may, good. I maybe was tired that day and was on my phone a lot or something. It was good. It was really good. Yeah. Um, okay, last question. Okay, and this is kind of it's kind of a weird question, but I feel like this is like how you can really get to know like what people actually think of movies and okay. like their impressions and stuff. So, last question. If you could change the ending of any movie, which would it be and how would you change it? Okay. So, that's tough. I just think that the movies you want to change, like the endings, it's usually because they're bad and you want things to end good. <laughs> and so, but that's the point. Like movies that end in a sad way, that's why they're good. Like that's why they're like, that's why they're these Walk like, out of the movie theater yeah, so sad. <laughs> like that's what makes them good. And like as much as you hate to watch them, that's why they're good. So like movies that like, I feel like I'd want to change like um, the It's Beautiful Life. Is that mm. what it's called? Like yeah. beautiful. Or, mm-hmm. You want the dad to live. Like you want him to live. Like spoiler alert. <laughs> sorry. Like you should probably should have seen that by now. Yeah, it's an old. Hey, listen, if any movie's like what ten years or older, it's yeah. totally free game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or like Five Hundred Days of Summer. Like yeah. you want him to end up with summer. But like that's what makes it good, and like that's what puts like feeling into the movie so i don't i wouldn't really want to mess with any end i think that's why i i kind of have refused to watch that movie with you because i know how it ends yeah days of summer mm-hmm. and, I'm and there's like, oh. yeah there's some movies that like if you want to watch a movie and i'll ask you like is it a hard movie and you'll be like well and i'm like 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 am i gonna feel like kind of like down at the end but like i think probably the only movie i'd want to change is i love hocus pocus and it is the most beautiful portrayal of <laughs> of Halloween glory <laughs> of the most perfect holiday in the whole world and probably because I watch that movie so often during the season I just want it to be longer so maybe just the ending should be extended a bit <laughs> Is that okay? So instead of having a Hocus Pocus 2, just make Hocus Pocus original like yeah, they twice as long. Yeah, they should have just made it longer. Yeah. 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 
That's a yeah. I I think I would agree with you. Okay. Any more questions? <laughs> no. So uh, so yeah. So this this segment this is the get to know you questions or guest questions. Um, Amy actually I, I had this portion at the end of the podcast, but she suggests that we move it to the front. That way we get to know the co-host or the backseat director co-host, um, kind of their you know their takes and opinions and things like that on movies and their experiences of movies before we do yeah. the review. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I stand, I think, I stand I think, by my suggestion. <laughs> I think it could work. I think it could work. Okay, so before we jump into this week's movie, let's just play a little sound clip to get us ready. Woo-hoo! And uh, and then uh, we'll come back to intro this week's movie. Backseat Directors presents this week's movie. Bonjour! 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 There goes the baker with his tray like the same old bread and rolls to sell Every morning just the same Since the morning that we came To this poor provincial town Good morning, Belle! And to no one's surprise, yes, this week's movie is Beauty and the Beast. Woohoo! Movie details. Well, Beauty and the Beast was released on March 17th, 2017 and has a running time of two hours and nine minutes. Uh, but the movie does seem to go by pretty fast. Uh, it's rated PG for some action violence, peril, and frightening images for those young children who will most likely be going to see this movie. Uh, Beauty and the Beast stars Emma Watson as Belle, Dan Stevens as Beast, and Luke Evans as Gaston. The movie is directed by Bill Condon. You may also know him from uh, his work in directing Dreamgirls, The Others, which is kind of a scary movie. And Twilight, Breaking Dawn, Parts 1 and 2. Um, Beauty and the Beast has a budget of $160 million. Um, Pretty big budget, but on its opening weekend, it made, in just the U.S. alone, over $174 million. And as of today, today recording, Beauty and the Beast has grossed over $768 million worldwide, which makes it the number one most profitable remake in film history. Now, you, you told me, though, didn't you tell me that this was, it's, if it's not your favorite, it's like... It's my second favorite. Second Disney favorite movie. Disney mm-hmm. movie. What's mm-hmm. your first favorite? Uh, Little Mermaid. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Little Mermaid. Which they are making another, like, live yeah, action we'll feature film, just like Beauty and the Beast. Little yeah, Mermaid. don't mess it up, Disney. <laughs> Well, okay. Well, so uh, since, um, yeah, don't mess it up, Disney, let's just jump into the movie review. Okay. Backseat Directors, movie review. Okay, movie review of Beauty and the Beast. Well, what are your, or what were were your initial impressions after we saw Beauty and the Beast? Oh, okay. So, I loved it. And I think that there was just so much hype surrounding this movie. (sighs) Like, I remember when, I can't remember if it was you or somebody else or just Facebook showed me, like, the new trailer, you know, when they had announced it, and, like, the music was playing, and it was, like, really, like, just beautiful and magical, and, like, I I almost had, like, the lump in my throat, just like, oh my gosh, like, this is happening. So there's so much hype surrounding the movie. Um, And so I went into it, like just happy and smiling. And I think when we sat down, like I was like 
grinning from ear to ear. And that's maybe just because we were at a movie that wasn't like Star Wars or <laughs> a superhero movie or like a, like I'm doing the quote expressions with my fingers, like a boy movie that I usually get dragged to with Andre. And so we were at this like fun movie that wasn't a boy movie and I was so happy and just grinning. And that lasted the whole movie. Like, I loved it. I We kept looking at each other during the movie being like, oh, my gosh, this is so cute. Like, this is so fun. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think I had kind of the same initial impressions. Like, because like, all, all the music, for the most part, all the music is the same. Like the like the intro song, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of that, yeah. that melody that they have. And the music is so good. Mm-hmm. It's so good. And it's like, it will always be good. It's timeless. It, it is always beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, and it's so especially when when the movie started in like Emma Watson walks out, and and they start the the Bonjour song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that movie it, it was it was extremely nostalgic. And so mm-hmm. for any of you who who know my mom or my family, like we were we were indoctrinated with Disney from from day one, and um, and so, yeah, Disney has always been a part of my life. And I think it's always been a part of your life just as much, if not more, than mine yeah. as well. And so, I mean, yeah, I, I saw Beauty and the Beast. It was one of the first movies I remember seeing in the theater. And, um, yeah, I, I just it was, it was extremely nostalgic mm-hmm. just watching the movie, mm-hmm. listening to the music, yeah. and just having kind of – it was just like, yeah, just like, a, like an adult. Uh, I, I, I guess it's just like a, a – kids movie made for an adult again but i mean also that kids can enjoy too. yeah it was great okay so okay well uh so those yeah that was our initial impression so let's just let's jump into our critiques and things that we didn't like about the movie okay so you kind of um brushed on this but they added in a few songs and you had told me after we saw the movie that they actually came from the broadway Mm -hmm. and so yeah they weren't in the original film um but they were just kind of like lackluster. Like I couldn't even tell you what the melody was or the, any of the words or, <laughs> or even who sang them in the movie. I just remember thinking like, oh, like this wasn't in the original. And it didn't it didn't add anything for me. Like I kind of get it. And I get that like throughout those songs, they added a little backstory. And so I kind of get why they added them. And I, I don't really have a problem with them adding those songs in, but I don't really like, it didn't really do anything for me. I know. And we had talked about that after we had finished the movie. And, uh, and yeah, those, those were actually things I liked, at least specifically with the song that, uh, that B sings. Because mm-hmm. that, yeah, that one is not in the original cartoon. Right. But I felt, I felt that that song added, yeah, just more, more substance for the character and you got to know Beast and his story more yeah. because I mean I, I mean I, I always felt like the story the story wasn't necessarily about Belle or the Beast like it was about both of them together but I felt like this song this song gave more just substance but anyway okay so any other things that you didn't like about um, the movie? Okay I really liked Emma in the movie but mm. it's she can't sing she's not like a singer so like she did fine, yeah, and I wouldn't have it, like casted anyone else, but she can't sing. Yeah, she can sing okay. <laughs> she can like talk sing, you know. But I think I like it when I like it when when actors, even though they can't sing, yeah, it's like they of, still they yeah. still try and yeah, like, attempt it. Yeah, it's kind it. of like Broadway. You know, you don't yeah. have to have like a good voice. You just have to be 
Yeah. They didn't. Uh, um, the the Les Mis that came out like uh, I don't know what like five years ago. Who who got? Oh, Russell Crowe. Russell yeah. Crowe got a lot of flack for his singing. Like, I never saw it. Like I mean, I I've seen it. I think I've seen it twice now. And yeah, it's like it's not that great. Yeah, but it was. It's him. no better than than I could do probably. But yeah, it was but him, it was he him. It. and yeah. he did it. And like even though it didn't sound good, I guess he wasn't like ashamed of singing. And he'd rather do it himself, I guess, instead of having a voiceover. But um, okay, so the things that I didn't like about the film, um, I, I I I didn't like how they portrayed um, Bell's dad. Uh, what's his name? Maurice. Mm, no, th- isn't it Maurice? Oh no, wait. I thought that was the baker. Crazy old Maurice. Oh yeah. Remember? <laughs> Is, that's her. That's her wait, dad, then right? What about the Maurice the baguettes? Oh, like, everyone's named that. Maybe. Is this I, maybe <laughs> Maurice is just a really super common French name. Okay, maybe it is. I, I, okay, yeah, I, I should remember Belle's dad's name. But I just, they create a very tender and intimate moment between Belle and her dad in the beginning. Like when he's working on, you know, like that little, um, little musical box or whatever it is. Um, but he's like, he's kind of, he's kind of loony. Like he's kind of crazy. Like, I mean, I mean, I know like they have to, I guess follow just the story and the plot line of the cartoon, but like when he gets lost and then he just intrudes in the castle and like makes himself at home, even yeah. though no one answers the door and he's like, Oh look, a cozy fire. Oh look food. Yeah. Oh, this is great. Mm-hmm. Like it's just kind of, I don't know. It's just kind of weird. And then, and then, I mean, he um, knocked to give Maurice he credit. Did, he, he knocked. did. Yeah, I mean, goodness. and maybe if you're that desperate and hungry, I'd probably go into a haunted but I, castle. And I always, I remember, I remember from um, just the the cartoon that I he, it always bugged me that he was the reason why Gaston goes to you know goes to fight the beast toward the end. Yeah, and I, I was just like, gosh, he's just he's causing trouble. Get out of here, he's causing Maurice. trouble. But anyway, I mean, all, 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 all is well that ends well. And uh, right. that, th- those were probably my two biggest critiques in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so let's, uh, let's go into our highlights. Okay. What did you like most? Okay. I don't know what I liked most, but there was things I appreciated. I thought Emma Watson was beautiful in it. And I mm. think everyone was a little worried after seeing her Disney doll, <laughs> <laughs> her Barbie doll at the oh Disney store. Oh my gosh, her Barbie doll that looked nothing like her. Yes. Yeah, so we were a little bit worried for a minute, but I oh thought she was gosh. really beautiful and she was very like simple. And I loved that she was like, I hate to use the word like underdone because she wasn't, she just wasn't like a typical Disney princess because I think we're used to seeing the cartoons with like the big eyes and the glitter or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know? I just thought like she was wearing like these boots the whole movie or like flats or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. She just, I liked her in it. And I think um, after having gone to Paris um, just a few weeks ago whenever we were there, I remember saying to you, yeah, like the French women, they're so beautiful, but like they don't wear makeup and they're kind of just... They're very like natural and pretty, and I thought that they, I thought that they portrayed that in the movie as well, where she was just pretty natural looking, and everything was very um, like simple. Well, yeah, because they elegant. had they had like those three, like the three other girls who were chasing after Gaston, yeah, and who they was, were like, all blushed just, like, up and yeah. just corsets and lace and frills and like, um, and even in like the dancing scene, like the classic yellow dress, it wasn't. 
Like, even the cartoon was fancier than her dress. It was very simple. Yeah. And I liked it. I think it rang true to who she was and her character. Right. Um, I like that a lot. And I like that they um, they made the story a little bit more real by mentioning Paris or visiting Paris or whatever. It mm-hmm. was like a real place. Yeah. Or, and they gave more backstory. Um, I like the explanations of um, both Belle's mom and dad and the beast parents like I liked learning more about them and yeah I just thought I thought that it was really well done I thought those were the highlights so I think I think my my biggest takeaways were one I loved the fact that Ewan McGregor was the candlestick and I didn't even know until the very end Mm -hmm. I could not recognize his voice at all yeah and then when he turned back in well uh this is supposed to be a spoiler-free podcast, but let's just let's just assume that really everybody has seen this movie because the Beauty and the Beast has been out for what twenty plus years right. or whatever. Um, but anyway, yeah, Ewan McGregor plays a candlestick, and I thought that was fantastic. It was just funny, just because I really like Ewan McGregor. Right. Um, two, I I really liked how they they made the the old, uh, I guess the. What would they call her? Like a sorceress, or they didn't call yeah. her a witch. What did they call her? It was an enchantress. Mm-hmm. I think they said an enchantress. The one who put the curse on um, Beast in the first place yeah. when he initially turned her away in the very beginning. Mm-hmm. That you see her again. She comes. She she's a part of the movie again yeah. when things happen she at was the kind end. Of guiding things along a little bit. Yes. Or just keeping an eye on things. Yeah. And I was honestly the whole movie. I'm pretty good at guessing movies. Andre's always like, how did you guess that in every movie? Just because everything's pretty, like, predictable. It's ha- it happens at least every other movie. She guesses the plot halfway through the movie, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, Ames, you already figured it out. But I was convinced that this enchantress was somebody. Like, yeah. I kept I kept thinking, is it Belle's mom? Is it the Beast's yeah. mom? Like. Is it the beast aunt? I was like, why does she have any interest in this story? Like, who is she? Right. And I almost wish they would have explained that a little bit more because I still have no clue who she is. And I remember at the end of the movie being like, well, who was she? Right. And he and she's still a mystery. Yeah. And you were like, I don't know. Like, but I was like, she has to be somebody. Who was she? Is she like a distant relative? Is she like who is she? Why is she connected to any of this? Yeah. I, I I just because in the cartoon. You see her at the very beginning when she turns him into a beast, and then she's gone. She doesn't. She doesn't come back at all in the cartoon. But in this one, she's she's present for a lot of the movie. Yeah. So from beginning to end, mm-hmm. and I really like that. I thought yeah. I thought that was a good touch. Yeah. Um, and then my last thing, last thing, I know that you know there was a lot of controversy coming out with um, Disney basically coming out publicly and saying that. The character LeFou. It's LeFou, right? Le, yeah. LeFou. Is that how you pronounce it? LeFou. Uh, that Gaston's sidekick was was going to play well, that his his character was going to be gay. And that there was a lot of there was a lot of uproar. There was a lot of um, you know, just displeasure with Disney making that decision. And Amy and I talked about that, but uh our our opinions was we we didn't really think it was that big of a deal. And there's it's, it's a non-issue and people shouldn't make it an issue. Yeah. And it's had nobody said anything about it, I 
I wouldn't have even noticed. And there was nothing in the movie that was inappropriate or uncomfortable or awkward or anything. If anything, I think it added some uh, some comic elements or comedic elements uh, to his character and to him being kind of like the comic relief of the movie. But what I I liked that they actually portrayed him as a gay character because it it actually explains why he has he kind of has a moral dilemma and decisions that he makes um, regarding Gaston mm-hmm. and the Beast and Maurice. Right. And like he has a conscience. He does. And he doesn't always want to go along with what Gaston is right, thinking. Right. Just because he has a crush on Gaston, like. There, Gaston puts him in situations where he he is uncomfortable with making like these decisions and going along with Gaston, right? right. And so, and and so, yeah, I I actually thought it added more depth to LeFou's character. Um, so yeah, any any final thoughts on the movie? I loved it. I really did. Oh. I we walked out and I was I said, let's go see it again. I want to go see it again. <laughs> Which I never say. I'll go see anything once. And I saw Star Wars. Which Star Wars did I see with you three times? Oh, my gosh. Did you really see it three times with me? Maybe four. It was so many times. You saw... I mostly went for the treats, but I went so many times with you. And I've never... I I didn't even know people went to movies more than once in the theaters until I met Andre, but I... It doesn't happen often. Usually just when it involves Star Wars. Um, Well, okay. Um, I... Walked out of that theater and said, "When can we go back?" It was and we so and we fun. probably will. I mean, we, we're it was we so probably will go yeah. again before it leaves theaters. But well, then I guess I don't. Uh, th- this won't be too difficult of a question. But what is your backseat director's movie recommendation? Our recommendation. Go see it. Definitely go, go see, see it. it. Yeah. yeah, I will. Yeah, we'll probably go see it again in the theaters. It was so fun. Yeah, and Not- it wasn't. It wasn't like a. It wasn't like a thinker movie. It probably won't win any awards, but it was a good movie. It was extremely it was, entertaining. Yeah, it was so much fun. If you had a childhood and you watched that movie, <laughs> you would love it. Okay, and I agree. It's definitely a go-see-it movie. And so just a reminder for all of you listeners, our uh, our recommendation tier is just, there are only three levels. We either recommend you to go see it while it's in theaters, uh or maybe wait. You might like it. You might not. So maybe it's worth waiting until it comes out on video so you don't have to pay as much. Or it's a no-go. But this one is definitely a go-see-it. Go-see-it. Okay. Well, Amy, thank you so much for joining me on You're Backseat Director today. Thank you for being Thanks a Backseat Director with me. me. Um, okay. Well, so since we're kind of coming up on the end, and if there are people or who's listening to the podcast right now who want to continue the discussion of Beauty and the Beast with you, how can they reach out to you and follow you on social media? Oh, you can follow me on um, Cafe Binge. Where's that? Where can you on find Instagram. that? On Instagram. Okay. So just Cafe Binge. Yeah. I'd love to continue any discussion. Well, tell us, what what is Cafe Binge? Cafe tell us a Binge bit about is it. Just, um, just everything I love. So um, whether that is beauty products, I've worked in the beauty industry for like maybe eight years, something. And I love products. I'm a product junkie. So just any type of recommendation, products, treatments, at home, like DIYs. Um, 
I'm a junk food aficionado, so, like, just recommendations. <laughs> I usually have some type of, like, chips or gummies that I'm eating and recommending to people. So just the best Along of the best. Along with workouts. Oh, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. Just all just about kidding. balance. So, yeah, come check it out. Okay, Cafe well, Binge. awesome. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank You're you so welcome. much. This was fun. And uh, remember, all of you listeners, that if you want to be a co-host and guest on Backseat Directors with me, just follow along. You can follow along on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at the BD Podcast. That is at the BD Podcast. Again, that's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Yeah, and follow along, and I'll announce what movie I'm going to see next. And uh, let me know if you plan on going to see that movie. And if uh, we kind of coincide the same time, just message me and I'll have you on the show. And this is the end of episode number two. Thank you everyone so much for tuning in, for downloading today's episode. We really appreciate the love and support that we have received on starting this new podcast. It's been fun so far and I really look forward to more adventures with you guys. And remember, you can always find this podcast and download the episodes on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. And until next week, this has been Backseat Directors, and I am Andre Hutchins, and I'll see you guys at the movies. The Backseat Directors theme song is Let's Go to the Movies by Ozo Motley. You can find the album, Ozo Motley Presents Ozo Kids, and all of their other music on iTunes. Join the conversation online and follow Backseat Directors on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Beatty Podcast. Yeah.